Hello everyone and welcome back. We're ready to hit our brains against the wall. Welcome to Gray's Academy. You have your two stressed out but beautiful podcast hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey and it's a medium day for a podcast because we are over an hour late to record this because we are having technical difficulties. And if we have them again, our heads are going to burst into flame. And I think regardless, like now we have at least, actually, I think all three of these exist in Zencaster. <laughs> so we can go back and listen to the progressively more, more and annoyed. more agitated. <laughs> so I think if we get past two minutes, I'll feel really good at yeah. this point. So, so what, anyway. what else is going on other than the rage that we're bottling in? <laughs> yeah, well, other than that, I mean, you know, my, my, I had to fix my AC unit, too, right before this. So right. that was, you know. But anyways, we we do have some really cool stuff. Uh, we're going to jump into this and hope that nothing dies. Hope but we've got best. some we've got some shout outs to do. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple friends that we want to talk about, some friends that I want to talk about and make sure I let you guys all know how incredible um, some of these friends are. I got to go on Instagram to find uh these conversations but got some friends i want to shout out and we've got some uh some uh things apple podcast reviews that we got to talk about yeah you want to say one of them yeah so um i'll read we have a new review from our friend sierra undersore six and sierra says I'll admit I hopped on board for the Miles episode, but I'm staying for the ride. I began my Grey's Anatomy journey a few months ago, and I couldn't imagine better hosts to geek out with. Kelsey and Carmen seem like such bright, kind, funny people. Instant comfort podcast status, which is like such a compliment. Like I truly take that to like when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, like that brought me very a lot of joy. And again, this is another thing. Very, we're very thankful that Miles has um, sent so many so many friends our way hashtag miles nation forever um so hashtag miles nation forever so sierra thank you and welcome and we're so glad to bring you comfort you bring us joy heck yeah it's uh everyone's got their comfort shows comfort mm-hmm. podcasts comfort everything right and kelky kelsey and i sorry kelsey and i have <laughs> talked about I use your your give it your birth name, Kelki. Um and uh we've talked about how like whether it's friends or Crazy Anatomy for her, uh or psych or suits, you know, like those are our, our go-to shows and to be someone's comfort podcast. That's just that's that's really that's high praise. So uh do you want to read the other review as well because i've got like three humans that i need to shout out after that yes um i will this other review is from km wap wap narski you want to help me out on that one it looks like uh if i it looks looks uh polish or, or czechoslovakian wapniarski wapniarski km wapniarski five stars do you think it's all one word do you think it's all Kamwapniarski? Come It's too many. It's too many. Not what's the what's the, consonants? Carmen didn't go to college, guys. Those non-vowels. It's not his fault. Hey, uh, I'm a learned doctor. 
Like watching with your best friends. I grew up watching Grey's, decided to listen to this podcast during a rewatch as an adult. This podcast is like watching the show all over again for the first time. Carmen and Kelsey make you feel like you're listening to your best friends fall in love with your favorite show. Their banter is so funny, and this podcast is a great companion to the series. Again. Wow. My heart. It just makes me smile so big. Like, that's like truly a what our goal is, is to like be a good companion. But also I love it when people say they feel like they're just talking to friends because we we feel like that's what we're doing with you. We want you to feel that way. Although, understandably, I'm sure there are times you're screaming in in your cars or at your phones as you're listening. (laughs) And we do apologize that we cannot hear that. I'm so sorry. I don't. I'm sure it's frustrating because <laughs> I've been the person screaming at the sp- the speakers. I I don't I don't feel bad about that. Mostly because I don't want anyone to tell me that I'm wrong. Right? I don't want to know the. Oh man, that prediction is so stupid, Carmen. <laughs> How dare they're driving on their commute to work? They're sitting in traffic, going, "This idiot thinks that." Izzy and George are gonna have sex. Oh wait, he's a genius. Uh, gosh. No, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, Arsky. Thank you. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's Kim. It's like, like a, like a license plate where you, you remove like some initials. of the vowels. K-M, uh, yeah. and then a last name. What possibly could those initials be? K-M-W-A-P. Can you do your thing? It's, okay. It's very late. It's okay. Sorry. Um, I've got a couple. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. Oh, yeah. Ooh, sounds so crispy. And, and hold on. Oh, fuck. Oh, that was nice. I I knew it was going to happen. That that was not going to be satisfying at all, but that was quite good. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like it was going to be like, clink. Cheers, friend. Uh, so we got some alkies tonight. We got some alcohols. I got a Ooh. bottle of wine that's looks like a one gl- singular glass has been removed. I have a Miller Lite, as per always. <sighs> sponsor us, wine and Miller Lite. Please, <laughs> all wine sponsor us. Okay, so obviously, I try to reach out to everyone uh, who who follows on the show or follows us us both and the show. Because I know specifically they found us because of Gray's Academy. And there was one one new friend named Brittany who reached out. Uh, or I, I had said hello to and she reached out. And she's had a, a lot of really just super sweet things to say. I'm not going to say your your last name or your handle. But Brittany, you know who you are. Uh, and she actually had a friend named Maria who introduced her to Gray's Anatomy. Um or sorry, she, Brittany introduced Maria to Gray's Anatomy, the show, but Maria introduced Brittany to Gray's Academy. So, That's so cool. Yeah. So, wait, was Brittany the one? Is she a pediatric nurse? Did I make that up? Was yes, that a different person? Yes. Okay, she's, that's a, she's a nurse. Amazing. So um, I know we shout out our healthcare friends a lot, but yes. special shout out to Brittany, especially uh, in pediatrics, because as parents, the appreciation is next level. Absolutely. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that we talked about, but basically, and I'm going to get to Maria in a second. Um, one of the nice things that they both said is, is kind of what, uh, Sierra and K 
KM Wapniarski were saying in uh, their their messages of like it feels like you're having a conversation with friends, right? Like it feels like you're listening to friends who just watched the episode and you're just like having popcorn, sitting right next to them on the bus going to school, going, "Yeah, that sounds about right. That is typical, <laughs> Derek. Right? That's us." Um, but Brittany was telling me so she says that surgery typically walks in in like a huge posse. Imagine like a slow, cool kids walk up montage in a movie. And I cannot get that out of my head now. So that's all <laughs> I think. Um, and then she said surgery is fierce with the fire emoji. So Brittany, shout out. And then Maria, uh, we've had some really good conversations. Uh, definitely want to shout that out. Uh, so, so yeah, it was one of those things where she had, she had followed me and she was like, oh my gosh, yes, I... It's so funny because I started listening to this show in the beginning uh, and then I'm rewatching the show and then she listens on her walks and her drives. Uh, she's still on season three, episode 19 as a Friday. So um, but she's a fellow D- uh, uh, DCP alum. So we love we love our DCP alums. Uh, guess where guess where she worked? Not not what food and beverage. But guess where? We love it. Satuli. We do love Satuli. But no, we are our favorite piano playing alien. A cosmic rays. Cosmic rays. I love cosmic rays. Incredible. So shout out Maria. And then last shout out before the episode starts is a dear friend, Cassie. Uh, so I had shouted you out uh, before in one of the episodes. I couldn't remember which one. Uh, but she's been rewatching Grey's, um, and uh, I've been bugging her to watch the show, or to not to watch the show. She already watched the show. I've been bugging her to listen to the podcast, and she she did listen. And I just want to say, shout out! You are an incredible person, and you deserve everything that life has coming to you. Uh, you're a truly, truly beautiful soul and really just very proud to have you as a friend. So, Cassie, shout out. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Text me when you hear this. <laughs> and all right, let's talk. Let's talk Grays. This episode is sponsored by Friendship. And booze. Mm. Um, I feel like I had something. Oh, okay. Before we start and also forget, next week is going to be messed up. We don't know oh, for sure yeah. what we're going to do. It won't be a Grey's episode. I'm so sorry. Carmen has a lot of private practice to cram in and also a child and also a full-time job. So fortunately he cannot do all of those things in the time period allotted. So well, it'll be a Grey's episode. It just won't be a, from a specific TV episode correlating to what we do. We don't know what we're doing next week. Oh yeah, that's right. It's what know. I mean. To we're say. not committing. We're not committing. We're listen, not, we don't know that. what we're doing next week. Yeah, um, and then listeners. the following week, we'll start the crossover uh, extravaganza. Nice. Um. So yes, we again. Sorry, but we want to be transparent that we don't know for sure what it is going to be. Um, but it, it won't be a regular episode. And we are we uh we do apologize. That's uh that's on scheduling. We uh, did our best and our best is trash. So <laughs> that's so sorry. 
Um, our best isn't trash. Our best is still really good, but the problem is, is in that in this scenario, our best is trash. Well, yeah, I mean, we're but we we are still doing our best though. Look at this little straw cover that my sister got me for my birthday. I do love that. Oh, shout out. It is one of our very <laughs> special co-hosts birthday three days ago, four days ago in My podcast was time. Monday. Monday. August 7th. Kelsey, happy fucking birthday. Thanks. I'm so old. It's amazing. Not to as be old. A grandmother. Oh my gosh. That's just not uh, 16. Well, I'm a grandmother. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Did you have a great birthday? I hope you did. I did. I got a pedicure. I got to take a nap. We went to an Italian restaurant for dinner and I got a calzone. And they gave me $10 off my meal because it was my birthday. Love that. It's just a The nice Italians time. are so generous with their with their food. I got a free cookie from Crumble. I got oh, my yeah. free drink from Starbies. It was just delightful. I'm very happy for you. I actually, I saw... Uh, a story on on your Instagram page of you getting to see our beautiful friend Gilly, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, so jealous!" But then I called our dear friend Stefan, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I was like, hey man, what are you up to?" He's like, "I'm just driving to go get sushi with Gilly," and I was like, uh, uh, "Yeah, that was a couple weeks. Uh, they were here. Like my brain was like, uh, yeah. uh, doesn't compute. She was here, like maybe July 10th, I think." Maybe she was here. She was here well, for one of her friend's birthdays. Um, shout out to that. They were doing whitewater boy. rafting, which I know you're afraid of irrationally. So, not irrationally. Ninety-seven percent of all deaths mm, in rafts occur in whitewater rafting. You don't know if that's true. But yeah, don't be. fact check me though. <laughs> um, and she didn't even fall out. So, she's lucky. She's in the th- top three percent of living souls. Um. Anyways, so, yeah, that was an old video from when she was here. And then I was very jealous that they were eating sushi on my birthday without me. The nerve, the audacity. But also, I love them. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. Good times. Grey's Anatomy. Six o'clock in the morning. We've been up for a whole night. This episode is episode 92. It's the 14th episode of the fifth season. It is called Beat Your Heart Out, and that is a song. That is a song, and I'm going to be very upfront with you guys. Not a lot of information on this one. So the song is Beat Your Heart Out, which is a typical 2000s pop punk song by a band called The Distillers. Uh not very often you get a pop punk song by a female led band, but very happy uh, about that. And uh, trying to find some information, I believe this was released. I have some this. information on this band. Oh, look at you! But it was it was released off of the album Coral Fang in two thousand three. So uh, one of the things that I will say. Shout out if you ever had any of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. It was featured on one of their games. I believe it was. First of all, those games were so fucking fun. Yeah, I think it was Tony Hawk. I think it was Underground 2, I think. So, anyways, so big fan. uh, But this song just fell short. It gave me a lot of vibes of like uh, Kids in America. You ever listen to that uh, by the Muffs? Kids in America. Whoa. Whoa. Perfect. It's perfectly timed. 
but yeah, anyway, so you got some information about the band. I would love to hear it. Yes, there's an episode in the third season of Gilmore Girls where Jess is being really shitty because he was a really shitty boyfriend in the third season of Gilmore Girls. And if you're on Team Jess, that's fine. Don't come for me. Is, like, you know, is he was Jess, shitty. Is that he Rocky's son? Yes. Is that Rocky's? Okay, got it. Um, And so he, like, Roy is mad because Jess is, like, being a shitty boyfriend. And then she, like, doesn't hear from him. And she goes to a hockey game. And then she leaves the hockey game. And he shows up outside. He's waiting for her. And he has ticker tickets to go see the distillers. Oh, wow. So. So it's all circle. it's all connected. When I Look went to that. send you the song and I saw who it was, I was like, oh, wow. Rory and Jess were there. It's like that moment in, I think it's Laguna Beach. Where Angels and Airwaves... No, 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 not Laguna Beach. There's the an OC. episode of... Yeah, the OC, where Angels and Airwaves Rooney. was playing Secret Crowds. Mm. What? The song, Secret Crowds? In the OC, they went to a Rooney concert. That's the fake band name that they gave? No. Rooney's a real band. No, no, there was an episode, I don't remember what show it was, but there was a show where Angels and Airwaves was was uh, playing. What, what what was the song? It was Secret Crowds. Yeah, but how does it go? I'm not going to sing it to you right now. I'm already drunk. Oh my God, he's like literally a musician and he won't, he's like acting like he's not. It's so annoying. It's, okay, there was a show... <laughs> This is really going to piss me off. I feel like I need to run upstairs and ask Jessica right fucking now. Why? Hold on. You, no, hold on. TV show that had angels and airwaves. And this isn't, I feel poor. The poor distillers here uh, are just one tree hill. Uh, fucking damn it. One tree hill. They were in an episode of one tree hill. Also in Gilmore yep. Girls, they go to, on, to Florida on spring break and they see the shins perform. They have like, it's like a minute and a half long. They perform a song. I was like, this is, they had some kind of contract with the Paladinos. <laughs> this is just a music video at this point. I love it. Anyways. All right. It's been 20 minutes. Um, this episode and is no spoilies and we'll see you all in the next. <laughs> William Harper and directed by Julianne Robinson. It aired February 5th, 2009 to 15.2 million viewers. And nice. The Netflix synopsis is now that Derek has the engagement ring, he searches for the perfect way to propose to Meredith. That's and he had it episode. He had wow. it and he gave it away because yeah. of some shit that we don't know what's going to happen. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't. That was not how I expected this episode to end. Just for the yeah. record. Yes, I was. I didn't want to give it away when I was telling you about how the, how we were scheduling everything. Well, when I so I knew obviously that it, it's going to be a crossover, so it has to involve Addison somehow, right? But I thought it was going to be something where they dramatically in the middle of the next episode, like I don't know, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but it was going to be something medically related, and it sounds like it's personally related, or there's someone who in her practice needs brain surgery like what if cooper needs brain surgery or sam needs brain surgery 
Yes, you'll find out when you watch a bajillion episodes. <laughs> find out next time on Living in Shondaland Thursday night, TGIT, to get... Oh, I miss that time. There's just never been a better time on television. Yeah, it, and maybe we'll never have it again. I don't think we will. It's yeah. the kind of magic you cannot recreate. Yeah. I wish we could have bottled it. What if she just did one more season of Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Private Practice, and Grays, and it was just all connected? I'm content with how Scandal ended and mostly content with how How to Get Away with Murder ended, so I don't feel like I would want to retroactively have her reboot those. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Are you happy with how Private Practice ended? Don't tell me, actually. Don't tell me that. Oh, Oh, no. Mm, You'll never know. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it, but I loved it. It's a mystery. Can you say the Netflix synopsis one more time? No, because I closed Netflix, but Derek's looking for a way to propose. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot. All right. Where do you want to start with this episode? I say we start with the fact that there's no Denny in this episode. There's not. There's no Denny. Izzy He's is finally really dead. On something. What's that? Izzy is on. Izzy is okay. Let's talk about Izzy. Okay. So this she's episode, she's trying to take her own blood. She's trying <laughs> to take her own blood. Yeah, she's she ends up getting all these tests run, but she does it under the guise of practice for these interns and how stupid can how is that really that much better than being like you guys all practiced on yourself and we got really mad so now practice on me yeah so that i can tell for free if i'm dying which (laughs) she is she has anemia carmen no she doesn't the vials were switched the other lady's anemic and izzy is dying of cancer they didn't say that that woman had cancer no, she said she was riddled with cancer. They said consult oncology because they don't know. For cancer. Yeah, they have to consult oncology. Oh my gosh. Her hemoglobin is out of her is out of the roof. It's through the roof. I don't think it was hemoglobin. Her hemoglobin and her O2 sats and her ICPs are on a drip. <laughs> her international <laughs> college program or her insane clown posse? <laughs> <laughs> it's for sure her insane clown posse. Okay, anyways, so, yeah, they're just doing all the tests. Izzy's like, I'm a genius. I will beat the system, and they will tell me. And Sadie is like, I don't even know. I just, like, keep forgetting that Sadie exists. Every time she comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, Sadie. <laughs> Yeah, Sadie, I I don't I don't hate her anymore, yeah. but I she's definitely just a yeah I don't meh care. character. Also, also they gave George like a whole line in this episode. A whole line, yeah, yeah. He, he's not been around much. He must did he was he doing something else during this time, or were the writers genuinely like, yeah, George, we just uh, we're not. We, we don't need George right now. George yeah, doesn't need to do anything. We don't have anything for you to say. So. 
I feel bad, but like also there was a period where like Izzy wasn't getting a lot. There was a period where Alex wasn't getting a lot, but I think George has gotten the least of all of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's episodes where like, Dixon isn't even alive. Like I don't know what they're doing. Oh yes, here. Dixon was back, and it will get there. Okay. <clears throat> um. Okay, so Izzy, yeah, she's doing the tests. I did. I did love the moment when she's like. Didn't you people practice on yourself? Like, why don't you know how to do this? <laughs> um, and then she has them do a practice on her. And then she's like, okay, run both the labs so we can learn lessons. And then she does chest x-rays, an MRI. For training purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what all else she does. I don't know. She probably peed. She probably did a pregnancy test just for fun. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Who mm-hmm. even knows? Who knows? Well, the writers do, and we we can just assume. But the thing that I liked a lot about this storyline is she's like she's not like like uh, shaking it off. Like she, it's it's part of what the the whole season that we dealt with Denny. Mm-hmm. She's a part of it as well. Like not a part of it, but like she's actually heeding what he's saying and like trying to find answers because you're a doctor, you're a woman of science, go figure out your own shit. Uh, So I'm glad that we're actually starting to see her kind of like try to come to figure that out. But the scene where George walks in while she's in the middle of the MRI and she, and he's like, this looks like someone who's going to get fired and then Mm -hmm. be in a spiraling depression. That's what this looks like. Someone who the chief is going to find out. And yet, doesn't appear that he finds out. So George is too busy not having anything to do to tell the chief what is he's doing. Although he's not a snitch, so yeah, George George ain't no snitch. That's that's for sure. Mama didn't raise no snitches snitch. get stitches, but not in the hospital. Like the bad kind of stitches, like the infected pus filled stitches. They're not good. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I also. It's cute. Just ev- everything about Izzy and Alex right now is cute, but it's just hidden behind this wall of Izzy's just fucking stupid. But they do go have sex at one point. They do. They do go. That is that is a cute moment. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's not much else to say about Izzy other than she's just like got all the interns in the clinic and she's just like do tests. Yeah. There were two fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. There's two scenes specific. Also, sorry everyone. This is this is rough. This is this is one of those hard nights where it's it is really late. Um and I've been up since 5:30 this morning. So I'm like, whew, No, thank you." So the scene in the beginning where the interns walk in the clinic and they're like, oh, where surgeons? Where? Who in the fucking clinic? Izzy Stevens, blah, blah, blah. And she just comes out of the curtain and goes, hey, motherfuckers, I'm right yeah. here. Uh, and then the other scene at the end where, or towards the end where um, Sadie goes to give her the news and she looks super sad. And she's like, your face said I'm dying of cancer, not, not I need a cheeseburger. Go eat a cheeseburger, yeah. Which is just very funny. So not fully irredeemable for for Izzy, but definitely um, one of those episodes that just just like a what what why episode. I mean, like yeah. we know why, but like it's kind of just like a but why? 
Yeah. You know. Uh, anything else you got for Izzy and Alex in general? Yeah, I like the moment when they leave the lunch table to have sex and also at the, that same lunch table where her and George are like, don't try that. Yeah. Because of the awkward, terrible sex. Yeah. That scene, we'll have to come back to it. Because, or, or I guess we could just talk about that now. Do you have any notes for that specific scene? I'm just making sure I don't have anything else to say about Izzy. Um, teaching the interns. Oh, she's just like, I guess at the end, she's just like going over the paperwork and being like, look at me. I'm so healthy. I'm anemic and anemia makes you see dead people. Anemic is not what you have. Anemia. You don't have anemia. You have cancer. Have you ever had to give blood? Yeah. I've donated blood. Oh, yeah. I've also done that. I mean, it's it's the same. I yeah. wasn't sure if you were a the kind that passes out or not. No, no, I've I have a low pain threshold, but that doesn't mean that I have I don't get queasy around blood. Um I was I was genuinely prepared to look at the inside of Jessica's guts when they got the C section and the doctor mm-hmm. for forbade me. Yeah. Well they don't like that. It's like when they, they make um well they made you leave, which was insane. Um well, I had I, I left with Marlo. No, but when she got the epidural, did they? Oh make, did yeah, yeah, epidural? I had a, I, yeah, crazy. I had crazy. Um, both times with me, they did not make Michael leave, but they did make him sit right in front of me so that he couldn't see because they have a lot of times, I guess, where the guy watches the needle go in and passes out because it's just such a huge needle. Um, oh yeah, I don't have that problem. Uh, yeah. Michael is like a psychopath and will just straight like when I donate blood or get blood taken, I just am fine. As long as I don't look, I'm like, I just don't want to look at it. Michael, when he gets blood taken, he's like, (laughs) I feel like he wants to ask for like a microscope. I'm like, you're a fucking insane person. (laughs) I want to watch the needle pierce my skin. It's so bizarre to me. But anyways, yeah. Um, I mean, some people just always pass out. And I think sometimes, yeah, it's about needles. And sometimes it's about people that people get woozy like hella fast because when you take blood, like some people are just really, I guess, like susceptible to getting like really lightheaded if you take blood. Yeah. So everyone donate blood if you're able. Yeah. P- PSA, donate safe, blood if you can. I think it's safe. What did I say last time? I think it's three lives per every blood donation up to three lives like you can save. I could be wrong. I'm either universal donor or universal receiver, or I'm A or B. You're definitely not wrong because you are one of those. Those are the <laughs> options. No, I, I am. I'm either universal donor or universal receiver. I can never remember. So you're, oh, you just don't know if you're negative or positive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I'm a negative. Mm, yeah. You're a negative Nancy. Truly. It's literally in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> a negative I was going to say the other name a negative Kelsey good one <laughs> okay it's bedtime uh, yeah not much to say on Izzy it was like a huge plot point but I don't really have anything to say on it so. it's because it was a boring fucking plot point because we have no resolution but well, yeah there's no I, resolution I'm, I'm for telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you that they switched the vials of blood and the specimens were tainted and she's got 
necrotizing fasciitis of the brain cancer. And okay. I'm I'm just calling it now. But let's talk about that lunch table scene because that is okay. that is a funny scene. So they I don't remember who said it, but they go, She tried nine? Who does nine? And something happens and then they say, Yeah, don't do fifteen. And they uh, you know, obviously we have the awkward Izzy and George, and then Alex is like, Well, fuck me then, right? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I'd try whatever. Yeah, he goes, I'd try 16. And she goes, yeah. And they get up and they go, they just, oh, I'm sleepy, yawn. And then they <laughs> come and they just go. And they're for sure going to fuck. Yeah. And then uh, she, and then Lexi goes, don't try 16 too fast. You can end up hurting somebody. <laughs> yeah. I Or so I've heard. Or so I've heard. Oh. And then. Um, yeah. Who says, you know, who likes 12? Someone says that. Oh, but. Christina said it about Ellis and Weber. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know who like 12? <laughs> Fucking Ellis <laughs> and like, Weber. So this leads me directly into the next thing that I want to talk about. Okay. Christina and Hunt. First of all, Christina and Meredith are friends again. Yes. Yay. We're very happy for it. About damn time. That storyline was beat to a fucking pulp. Yeah. In my opinion. Maybe the writers didn't think so, but I was annoyed with it. All right. Kelsey, tell us about Christina and Hunt, your favorite character, and Christina. Okay. Um. So, yeah. They are very, like, it's very forbidden. It's very, like, it's mirroring what she's describing with the Ellis and Weber journal situation, right? Like, chased, stolen glances, longing looks, like, in the hallway. And then I don't know if you kind of felt this at all, but when they're walking side by side and just, like, their hands are, like, almost touching, it it was very reminiscent to me of a lot of moments in Scandal with Olivia and Fitz. Yeah. Where they have, like... Yeah, for sure almost touches just like little electricities or like the um, first time when they were like, on the bus and they're just it's like, just like the tension builds yeah, and you can yeah. like, you can like it's like seeping out of the television screen. Like you can feel it anytime there. And like, I love the choice to underscore it with like classical music. I loved that. I think that, so I well that was done. so good. Um, but yeah, she starts, she finds him asleep in the on-call room and she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, no, no. And they have like a very close, exchange and then he's like you should wear your hair up more i like the back of your neck and so then you know the rest of the episode she's like messing with her hair like pulling it up in front of him like mm. <laughs> it's very the back of you your watch, neck is ridiculous did you ever watch family guy uh yeah i obviously there's like some episode where they're in they're like back in time <laughs> and peter goes to see lois and she's like oh i'm so glad you're here i'm so horny kiss my hand <laughs> that's what it reminds me of <laughs> oh silliness it is it is very well written mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it i was i had a full-on erection in some of those scenes oh um no i'm kidding <laughs> let me just drink Thanks. some more wine here <laughs> uh no it was it was just very 
it was it was like you could cut that tension with truly a knife. It's and so intense. The first the first scene where they're like walking next to each other, and then he kind of like does the hand glance and then walks away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and like I'm like okay that was cool, and then they keep going back to it, and I was like oh okay so like they're they're gonna they're gonna fuck, and then there was the one scene where what did I what was it they. There was like three scenes, right? There was three specific mm-hmm. scenes. What was the second one? They're in the like when she walks away in the um no, there's the on call room and then there's when they're walking together and like side by side and their hands touch and then there's when she leaves the cafeteria and she like, "Oh, are you on call tonight?" And he's like looks like it. and that's when she pulls her hair up and then there's the one when they're at opposite ends of the hallway. Oh, okay. Away. That's that's maybe what I was thinking. So yeah, th- the one that where they're walking slowly across the hallway to each other. Also, imagine how dumb they look from the outside looking in. <laughs> if you were looking at like to this walking towards each other, mm, 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 and it's just slow motion. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean where the bombs are going off around them and uh, the the, that co- look the bad. Stupid. That looks the dopest shit. Okay, <laughs> bitch. Those movies are good. I like Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just saying it's like the scene where the, the ship is blowing up around him and he's like, it's 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 just business. Uh, that was dumb. That was a dumb scene. But this was not as, okay, you know what? Your fucking face, just turn it off over here, okay? I can't do this. I have dumb shit to say. Anyways, they're fine. Who do you think the person is that made him have a panic attack? It's fucking, it's, it's, I don't give a fuck. This is a stupid podcast. You're a stupid person. Oh, oh my God. I'm so, I'm so sorry you all have to hear this. This is Carmen showing his true colors. Everyone thinks I'm the main <laughs> friend, but really it's Carmen. Uh, no, she pushes my buttons. She makes me, she, she made me say this. She had a gun to my head Never and said, say this Never pushed a button in my life. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, you're not stupid. This podcast isn't stupid. Who do but you think the lady it's either, is? It's either, it's either, damn girl. <laughs> I want to go to bed, Carmen. <laughs> right, let's wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> wrap it all up. right. We've talked about everything. It's enough. It's uh, so It's either his wife or it's the wife of, uh, there's three options. It's either his wife. Mm-hmm. It's the wife of a soldier that he saved slash or didn't save. Or it's his sister. Okay. Or Those are the three. He's never seen before in his life. Or the fourth option, it's someone he has <laughs> no idea. It's a stranger who, it is. who made him have a panic attack. It's yeah. He <clears throat> he. Uh, uh, she reminds him of somebody that I used to know. That's a bop. I fucking so love that song. It's a great song. Um, been listening to a lot of Post Malone lately. By the way, I love Posty. I love Sunflowers. It's the vibe. It's the bop. Yeah, he's he's um he's just a good dude. It seems like you know he's a cute cute soul. It's a goober. He's a goob. Uh, who do you Always think it is? Tell me who tired. you think it is. I think it's a blonde lady. Mm, who is hot for the record? Who is at the hospital? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For a reason. Uh, when that scene though, where where he had the panic attack and he runs away. I I was genuinely nervous that he was going to physically attack 
Christina. Like I had, oh, really? I had a, ment- yeah, I had a, mm-hmm. you got to think like this guy, not only does mm-hmm. he have PTSD, but he's a trained military man. Like he's, his body is well, literally a weapon, you know? Well, I don't think that the, if you're in the, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. They when go through most of the same military the, training. I don't think so because you can be a doctor and then sign up to be in the military. And I don't think you have to go through all the same stuff. You have to, yeah, no, it's it's um, the the beginning training is all the same. Mm. When you go through boot camp, it's like your your prerequisites in college, which are dumb and bullshit. Not they like boot are. camp. Boot camp is good. Um, gen eds are dumb. Gen eds are dumb. Boot camp is not. But yeah, I believe it. They start out. They have to go through all the same training, and then he would go through his his doctoral stuff. So I'm sure he knows how to shoot a gun. I'm sure he knows how to kill a man with his own two hands if he needed to in the, in the face of combat. But that's okay. why I was nervous. I mean, I, I could be wrong. If you're in the military and you're a military doctor, let us know. Because this is important for us to know or for science. Or you know the answer to this. Right. That too. So We're not going to Google it. It's too late. It's way too. Google's off for the night. It's done. Yeah, they turned it off. That's how late it is. Yeah. 9.58 Central Time, 10.58 Paci- uh, Eastern Time. I'm going to say Pacific. <laughs> Pacific. Um. So yeah, I, I I think that I think that it's one of those people, but I I, I was very concerned that he was going to actually physically attack Christina, not out of like ang- like anger, right, but right, out of right. like, like out of instinct, not even knowing like what's a PTSD going on. PTSD reaction. And I I did not think that her holding and comforting him was going to work. Yeah, but it's it did. very sad when he cries. Yeah, makes me feel sad for him. Um. So, yeah, they had, you know, all the nice moments and then that happened and it was less nice. Um, but I, I, I thought it was I did like how Christina, like, committed to still being there. She could have just left. She could have just bailed. But she didn't. Because, you know, at the end of last episode, he's like, she's like, you got big problems. He's like, yeah, well, you go out with me anyways. And she says yes. And I think she was like, this is what she was saying yes to is like, I do want to try and like be in a relationship with you so she's i think she's trying to show like this is what it's what it is like for me to be there for you how i know how to be at this point so and nothing has been bad she's she's been i think really cool mm-hmm. but yeah it because was sad she's amazing she's she's you know she's good <laughs> now um, pushing your buttons Mm-hmm. It was it was nice where at the end scene where um, uh, Meredith walks in and Christina's just, he's just laying sleeping on her mm-hmm. and she's just reading the, reading the journal you know she's just yeah. sitting there reading and he's just hugging her asleep you know two you inches from that, both her butt you know how and much her sleep vagina he's hole. getting in his post did you hear that days. are you just gonna you just gonna gloss yeah, right I'm over just, that I mm-hmm. okay. just going right along um. You like how I use the grammatical terms? I didn't say something like inappropriate. Okay. What's the word you don't like? Well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> that was a trick. You passed. Um, okay. Anything else with Christina and Owen? I mean, I, I kind of like this one. Um, it also, it kind of gave me, uh, in addition to the Olivia and Fitz vibes, it also kind of gave me Bridgerton vibes with like the, 
you know, Victorian novel, like she says with the, with the, when she's reading the journal, oh, it's like a Victorian novel, you know, all stolen glances and all this yeah. stuff. It gave me a lot of Twilight vibes. That's an interesting comparison. Yeah. A lot of uh, Bella and Edward vibes. Yeah. I hate that comparison yeah. so much. I like the Twilight. scene where they're playing baseball gave me a lot of vibes okay. on that. Do you have to pee? Because you're, you look like you have to pee. No, no, I'm good. I'm just like <laughs> tired and drinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, terrible combination. Um, so, yeah, with the last episode, you said they weren't going to have sex for five episodes. Yep. Are Sick you standing it. by that? Okay, so four more episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That does not include the private practice episodes. That is four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. If they are featured in an episode of private practice, and if it helps me be more correct, then yes, it does include private practice. If I'm correct and it's five Grey's episodes, then I will take that. So basically, whatever way makes me more right, I'll I take it. I hate you. Um. So... Yeah, anything else with them that you feel like you need no, to share? No, I but I really I'm really I'm very invested in the storyline. I don't say okay. that very often about I don't think I've really felt very invested in the storylines. I was invested in George and Izzy having sex because <laughs> I I called it so early. But I really like even <clears throat> Lexi and Mark, they're very cute and I like them together. But I'm not like deeply invested in them. I am very invested in Cali and Arizona, though. Big fan. <laughs> Arizona is 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 so attractive. Uh, She's also, it was all her birthday. Three I think her birthday was the yours? day after mine. Oh, it may have been Tuesday. Yeah, big fan of her. And then the so the lady who ran over her husband also really hot. This is a good episode for blondes, and I'm usually not into blondes, so. I'm usually into the three non-blondes. Okay. Um, so is there, what What specifically, when you say you're invested in the Christina and Owen storyline, what is it that you are, like, looking for? Looking for I, I think, I, I'm real, the way that they've written this episode specifically with the music mm-hmm. changes They've mm-hmm. just set them apart. They've put them into yeah. kind of their own little world. Yeah. Even in a way that so Derek and Meredith, I've never really felt they've <laughs> like they've you put give them. A shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. I I am. I was actually. I was really excited. I was hoping the proposal was going to come in this episode, and then the fucking we'll get there in a minute or fifty. And they've never really set Derek and Meredith apart. They've put them up on a pes- pedestal. But mm-hmm. it wasn't where they're in their own little world. And right. even with Christina and Burke, they were never like in their own little world. Right. There was just so much of a desire for each other in that moment that truly nothing else going on mattered until Owen got this weird snap into reality. Mm-hmm. Oops, yeah. there's go, there goes gravity, right? Mm-hmm. So I... I'm just really invested in the storyline, but I think it's, it's mostly how they wrote this episode. They wrote it really well. Yeah, I agree. They wrote it and they did a good job. Um, the way they, the characters, cause again, 
I think Christina, you know, lives in a world where she's never had anything like that with PTSD type situation. Um, and now she, cause at first she's like, she, I mean, she doesn't clearly when she walks into that room, when she's like chasing him, she does not expect him to be like borderline panic attack. Right. Um, you can see her face. Cause she's like, what the hell? And then she, you can see her face change. Like this is beyond what she was prepared for, but she doesn't bail. And that's what I love about Christina among a minute other things. So, yeah. Yeah. So writers, good job for the way that you've written Christina and hunt in this episode. Mm -hmm. They've got good chemistry. Yeah. What is next? What are we talking about next? Um, shall we discuss Dr. Dixon? Let us. And Dr. Bailey and Christina on the case. Stacy Abrams. Nope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am very tired. Stacy's mom. Did I send you that? I sent you that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, so Stacy, so Dr. Bailey has taken three days off to recover from the Jackson case, um, which we know impacted her greatly. And she does not want to be on Pete's anymore. She's made that very clear. And of course she has immediately put, Back on a pediatric case, which like the second she says she doesn't want to be on peds anymore, you know, she's going to be on a pediatric case. Yeah, it's written in the stars at that point. And um, oh, also important to note, Dr. Weber says that he wants to. He's like. Offering her a position as an attending before she's even done with her residency. So as discussed prior um, on this show, the way they explain it is after your after. residency, after your residency, you can choose to do a fellowship, which kind of like furthers your education um, in a specific field or specialty, or you can potentially just become an attending. Like, I guess it's different paths. That's how it is presented on this show. I am obviously not a doctor. I don't know the reality of this thing. Um, so it is the implied that she will be foregoing a fellowship and just accepting the role of an attending in general surgery. What were your thoughts on that interaction with the chief? I mean, she was very happy. She was very happy. What did he say? Um, so he's promoting her. She's clearly he has, upset. They have to wait until she's done with her residency, which is June or July, he says. Yeah. And then so she comes in and she's like, hey, I know I took the time off. I'll get caught up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to promote you. I just got to send it up to the board. And she and he and then she has nothing to say. And he's like, yeah, you got nothing to say. You got less to say now, huh? Get out of here. And she just kind of. She's like she's giddy. All, yeah, the giddy giggles. <laughs> and then she runs away and jumps and claps her. He taps her heels together, you know, clicks her heels together. Mm -hmm. Um, it's great. I love it. I just, I don't think it's going to actually go through. What I think is actually going to happen is Arizona is not going to stick around. And Bailey is going to be the pediatric attending. Okay. Interesting. And she has no training in pediatrics. But okay. uh, Except there's that scene where towards the end and, and she's uh, Arizona um, is basically like, 
you are uniquely positioned to be mm-hmm. a peds attending. And no, the look on her face. Attending. She just says in uh, peds. In, in peds. But the way that she said it was almost a little bit sad because she just came here to be the pediatric attending or resident. Yeah. What was it? Was it attending? I believe she's, she's the attending. attending. Yeah. She just came here, but she said, she said it with a sad kind of demeanor of like, I know the right thing is for you to be a pediatric attending in this hospital. So I, I need to start putting applications. Think in. There's only one attending in each. Well, I don't thing. know exactly how that works, but I, I just, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling confident that, she was... that that's not how it works. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, well, obviously that's not how it works for every department because Weber said that there's a, a an additional attending spot in general surgery open. Right. So she wouldn't be the only general surgery attending. Right. But I just have a feeling that Arizona is going to want to leave. For the sake of plot? For the sake of plot. There can Mm. only be one. Okay. Um, So, yes, she gets her little promotion, and then she's immediately on Stacy's case. Stacy is in heart failure because, of course, she is. Um, And Bailey's like, I don't want to. And then she has a hard time even being in the room again. She's having... Uh, like Jackson flashbacks and she needs mini pep talks. And Christina's like, what the hell is happening? Um, and Dr. Dixon is there. And again, there's some representation issues um, as far yeah. as autism goes. Um, again, we do not have autism, so we cannot speak on behalf of the autistic community, but it's not great. Yeah, it's it's weird because Christina is prepping this family to mm-hmm. meet Dr. Dixon mm-hmm. when all she needed to say was, hey, Dr. Dixon is on the spectrum of autism. So there may be some things that she does that you won't understand, but she's an incredible doctor, and that's yeah. all you need to know. She's not being, she's not trying to be rude. She's just communicating differently than the rest of us communicate. Yeah. And actually I thought it was kind of sweet that Christina was going out of her way to like prep the patients to say, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is going to be weird for you, but like, it's all good. Yeah. Even the dad was like, is she okay? Is she like a good, (laughs) is she like a bad doctor? Can you imagine Christina was like, yeah, she's like a shitty doctor. (laughs) Here she is. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. So, um, so they are working on Stacy. She needs some procedure to help her with her heart. Um, they are like, it'll be great. We'll go in and it'll be a super quick fix. And then they go in and it's like a fucking disaster. And they're like, she needs a heart and lung transplant. Um, which again, like right back to the Jackson situation. Stacy is sad. She just wants to play soccer with her friends. Um, with her sweet soccer socks. Dr. Bailey. Oh, the 
the little pep talk Arizona gives her. She's like, oh no, like you go in these surgeries and you know, nine times out of 10, it's a super easy fix. And then you get to hand this girl the rest of her life. And you know, you really want to be there for that moment. And of course that is not what happened. Um, Stacy is like, has a really diseased heart and lungs. And um, so they're going to have to put her on the transplant lit. And Bailey just walks out of the surgery. She's like, I'll just leave instead of being a doctor. Um, which is a choice. Um, she goes to her, she goes to see Tuck in the nursery daycare situation, which I feel like is also what I would do. Um, if I was working on a sick child. Yeah. <clears throat> and she, you know, sees the backpacks. She like has a stroke of genius. She's like, Oh, we can put her, you know, she doesn't have to stay in a bed until she gets a transplant. We can get her this backpack. And it's kind of, she kind of explains it almost like an insulin pump. Like this, there's a pump that will deliver the medicine for, um, every three minutes or however often, because this medication has to be delivered or like Stacy can get really, really sick or potentially die. And so she's like, I had this great idea. And like, she can go to this, you know, she'll still have to be careful, but like, you know, she can live a normal life and have a childhood and they're all excited and they're like, woohoo. And Dr. Dixon's like, we should have discussed this privately. And then there's lots of hugging. And that's when she, uh, she is triggered for, um, to a panic attack. Um, and she, and then the parents start hugging her. Um, and so then she leaves and, Dr. Bailey goes and finds her and she's having a panic attack. And Dr. Bailey's like, what do you need? And she's like, I need pressure on my nervous. I need my nervous system to be suppressed. And Dr. Bailey's like, what? She's like, I need you to give me a big old hug. I need your loving, touching and squeezing right now. Dr. So Dr. Bailey. Bailey hugs her and she just goes, you're a very tiny person. <laughs> I need more. Um, which like obviously this is a true statement. Um, and the when she explains the whole thing about cows, that specifically, that fact has stuck with me, like since I saw this episode. Anytime I eat a hamburger, I'm like, you know, cows get squeezed in that tube before they get killed. So they're calm. They're calm when they're murdered. They're tricked yep. into calmness. A good old tender steak. No one I also likes... think about it every time I'm on under my weighted blanket. I'm mm. like, this is like what happens to the cows. You're just a piece of steak. Um, no one likes that panic state steak. No, no, no. What those calm steaks? Calm, calm um, easy breezy steaks. So, and then obviously that's where, and then Christina comes in and she's like, "Uh, do you need something?" And Bailey's like, "Yeah, come hug her." And she's like, "What about if I gave her medicine?" <laughs> Can I and solve Bailey's this like, medically, please, here, dumb bitch? <laughs> um, and so that obviously is what where Christina gets the idea later on to do that to Owen. So full circle, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I think panic attacks, I feel like there was a time in media where panic attacks were represented one singular way. And it was this way of like hyperventilating and that's it. <laughs> and panic attacks look really different for everybody. Have you ever had a panic attack? I have had, I think, one very mild panic attack. And it was fairly recently. Um, like earlier today, like when we were trying to record. It's actually it's happening mad. right now. Uh, no, I, I there was, 
there was a period of time after I left my previous company mm-hmm. and before I think maybe as I was with this company for like, it was like a really rough day at the company I'm working for now. And I just was sitting there laying in bed. Yeah. Thinking like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I can't work yeah. anymore. I can't do this. And I was sitting there applying to jobs, but it was like, Every time I would do another thumb scroll through LinkedIn, my test, yeah. my chest just got tighter and tighter and tighter. And at one point, like, you don't, you ever just like forget to breathe and you're like, <gasps> you know, yes. um, do you remember when we were in Europe and we were just all in the hotel room in silence and you were like, are you okay? Because I can't breathe normally. Cause I like forget mm-hmm. about breathing. Yeah. Which is like a really good thing to forget about if you're yeah. a human being. Absolutely. Who needs that oxygen stuff? But yeah, and I've I've but that that night I think I literally I I ended up pulling an all nighter. I didn't sleep, and um, it was just one of those things where it was it was all in the chest. It was all like very tight. It was like someone had had put like a a fifty pound dumbbell just on my chest. Yep. And wasn't and wasn't picking it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I but I wasn't hyperventilating. It was like yeah. I would I would take deep breaths, but it was like it was um. It felt like someone was like pushing back down on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I never, too. yeah, I never lost my breath. I was always able to catch it, but it was just this constant, just tightness of. You feel n- like you, if you take a deep breath, it will solve the feeling, but it doesn't go away exactly. when you take the deep breath. Yeah. That's yes. how mine are. And I didn't realize for a long time. And when I first went to therapy in like college, I was like, oh yeah, Good I have for these you. Like, all the time. And they were like, that's a panic attack. And I was like, oh well, I've been having those daily for like four years straight. So. Oh. And they were like, here is some medication. And I was like, thanks. And now you have them every day, but it's medicated. No. Yeah. And no. some it's what's frustrating about mine is very rarely am I like, oh, I'm, you know, I can't attach it to something. Right. It's almost like my body's like, you should be doing something and you don't know what it is. So I'm just going to freak out on your behalf. And I'm like, don't love that. Test and adjust, um, bitch. Just, just <laughs> the body's just on your own. <laughs> do everything that you did the last hour, but the opposite of it, and then maybe I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> well, initially, like when I was like in high school and I had them, it was every night when I would lay down to go to bed and I was doing nothing. So it was like when my body stopped, that's when mm. it would happen. And I would always be like, "That's." I would always be like, just laying in bed trying to go to sleep, being like, "Huh, I wonder if I have like a heart problem." Yeah, that only that only kicks in when I lay down. And then goes away after like 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, like it's fine to talk to people if you have problems. Yeah. Well, that's like what I was go, saying. Like go. good for you for being for, for your first time in therapy in being back in yeah. college. Like what a yeah. what a tough time to to go to therapy for the first time just because college age people suck just as much as high school age people. Yeah. Well, and well, I like what my college had and I assume a lot of colleges had this. They have like a student center that had counselors like available for free and then if you needed like because obviously i needed medication they were like well you need to get an appointment with the actual because counselors can't write medication so i had to go see the actual therapist um but again that was like available through them which was a very very nice perk so yeah there's definitely a lot of um colleges i think that do that and then workplaces are becoming more like they have the employee assistance programs in a lot of workplaces. So a lot of companies have that. Yeah. Look into nice. that if you need it, because yeah. it is a good resource to utilize. 
Yeah, absolutely. Everyone is entitled to good mental health. 100%. And, and also, like, if you are someone who either struggles with panic attacks or has had, like, like me, like, I know for sure I've, I've had one. And it's, you just get in your own head. There's no, there's no shame in not knowing how to get out of it. And it, there's no shame, like like Kelsey said, there's no shame in talking about it because it only, it can only get worse. And um, I know that there are people like one of my very good friends who had suffered them uh, from them, mostly postpartum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're crippling. They can be crippling. So just don't, just give yourself that, that flexibility and leeway to there's nothing wrong with having them it's fine yeah but you you are like allowed to ask for help so that you don't have to have them anymore right right it's not a rite of passage it's it's so much nicer to not have them yeah um so well let's finish up with this this particular storyline and then we'll we'll go into the second half of our show here yeah so they're hogging on dixon for a while and then uh, and Bailey apologizes at the end and she's like, you know, I should have talked to you privately and Bailey's or Dixon's like, yeah, that was um, you broke protocol and it's like not too much talking and too much touching and hugging and all, all this stuff and she's like, oh, but you know that's what I expect from Pete's peds surgeons and she's like, well, I'm not a Pete surgeon, I'm a general surgeon she's like, well, and she goes through and lists all the way that she's like, well, this is what peds surgeons do and that's what you did so I think you're a peds surgeon <laughs> and then yeah, if the shoe fits, Bailey, you're a peds yeah, surgeon that's when Arizona, she and Arizona have the conversation where she's like, oh, my son almost died and you know, I never want to be near that feeling again, so I'm not suited for peds and that's when arizona says like well i think that makes you uniquely qualified for this job which i think is a fair point honestly but i see both sides for sure like she doesn't want to be reminded of the worst moments of her life every single day at work but by the same token like yes it makes her be able to be that much more like sympathetic and understanding towards those families but you know again at what mental cost right so hard to say for sure, but clearly my thing is like Bailey is going to be good at whatever she does because she's Miranda Bailey. Like that's what right. she obviously it's like an angel. So not like an angel. She is she an angel. She is an angel. Yeah, the only um, other thing I wanted to call out from those from those scenes just in general, there was two things. Number one kudos on the use of a bedazzler in this episode oh yeah to the writers uh and we're led to believe that that is bailey's original bedazzler that she has had since Mm -hmm. being a little girl which i love that and then the last thing is the scene where uh when dixon's actually talking about that scene where they where they lead the cows to the slaughter and they put them in the Mm -hmm. the tight uh cow corset to make them Mm -hmm. calm and then uh i think Christina goes, so can we stop now? And Dixon just goes, no, no, I still need your holding. Yeah. So it's, it's just, uh, that scene is like quirky, but heartwarming at the same time. Yeah. I don't mind that scene. I, I just, again, I feel like it wasn't played like seriously. 
It wasn't played like the writers had a good insight and working knowledge to someone who is autistic. Yeah. And again, for sure, if they filmed something like that now, the actor would be someone with autism. Like they, they go out of their way to make sure that they have that representation and they would have had someone for sure in the writer's room to be like, yes, this is an accurate depiction or like, no, this is not, you know, um, the, the show has evolved and they try their best to be the, the best versions of themselves. And they always make an effort to, to do representation. Right. Yeah. Which so, I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything so else? I don't think anything else on Dixon. Um, what are your thoughts on <laughs> Dixon going forward? I, 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 this episode, while not probably the best depiction of someone with autism, it made Dixon a more likable character as opposed to just the weirdo that they wrote her as the last episode. Yeah. That was when she had like that wrote her as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So this seems to be more nuanced and more serious. And I, I think that they're setting her up as someone who's going to kind of steer Bailey towards peds. Maybe. But in general, it was it was still just like an okay episode from like a writing standpoint for the autism side of things. But I don't hate Dixon. I don't hate Dixon as a character. It's just it's interesting. It's interesting because of the representation gap. Okay. Um. Well, spoilies. No more Dixon. Se- series wrap on Dixon. <laughs> series wrap on Dixon. All right. Yeah, and the, I to my yeah, I just needed to tell you because I was like, it's just like there's no big thing about it. It's just like that's it. So it's not like it's a point. It's just gone. And I'm like, well, let's talk about it instead. She's three episodes. Yeah, know? it's like. But she was a big name actor, right? Yeah. Actress. So like, yeah. we weren't. Get, I knew we weren't going to get her for a long time. Um, oh, also, this is the first episode where they list Owen's character, uh, Owen's actor, Kevin McKidd, as a main cast member instead of as a guest. I predict so he's a main cast member from now that on. That's a thing. Um, what say you about taking a little break for some messages from our sponsors? Let's do that. Wonderful. Sponsors, take it away. And we are back. Thank you, sponsors, for your kind words. We're back, baby. Just in time for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Chandaland. Living in Chandaland! I swear, if there's no people, I will kill you. We have two. (laughs) I wouldn't actually do that. Gotta strike that. Judge, strike that from the record. A man and a woman... The couple. It's. No, you know what? It is the guy who got run over by a car. And the. Tell me, tell me both. And it's the girl 
the mo- the mom of the daughter. It's the guy who got run over by the car and the mom of the daughter. Incorrect. On both? Yeah. The <sighs> All right, I give up. Is, is it the little girl? Is the little girl living in Shondaland? No. Is it the other two? Is it the the blonde wife and then the dad of the daughter? No, <laughs> it's the sex couple. Oh man, I forgot about. <laughs> I actually forgot about the sex we couple. We have not talked about like most of this episode yet. Well, that's this is the home stretch. We've talked about most of this episode. No, we haven't talked about Jen and Rob or the sex couple. Okay. Or Derek proposing. All or easy Callie, stuff. Or we Lexi just did. and Mark. And we're, do- we're done. That's a wrap. <laughs> Next week. Um, okay. Lexi Sex and Mark. Sex couple. Okay. We need the l- living in Shondaland. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> okay. So Peter McKenzie plays Warren Kramer. He was in oh, one episode of Peter Scandal. Peter McKenzie. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was also in two episodes of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> is not John oh. but I'm going to say it anyways. And then his wife, Lorraine, was played by Susan Mearson, and she was in one episode of Scandal, different episodes. That's a bummer. Yeah. Okay. So, Mark and Lexi. Love it. Beautiful couple. <laughs> beautiful people. So cute when they're getting off the elevator and they're, like, holding pinkies. Oh, yeah. They're so yeah. cute. And then they're like, haven't been allowed to have sex because of his broken wiener, but it's, they're just like getting to know each other. And they're so, Lexi's so excited and she's trying to tell Callie about it. And Callie's like, please don't tell me about your happiness because I'm miserable and alone. And it's really sad. Oh, also, what do you think of Callie's bangs? They're not terrible. I love them. She looks hot always. Yeah. Literally. Callie always looks amazing. There's no ugly people on this show. That is very accurate. They like, go out of their way to exclusively have a hospital full of stunningly beautiful people. Yeah. Except that short guy, but he was only ugly because he was short. Right. And he was short. And he was short. Um, um, so, yeah. I, we've all been in love and young and held pinkies for hands. So we, we've so all done cute. it. And it then, um, oh, I love the moment where... Owen and Mark go in the exam room to check on his wiener and they come out really fast and he's like all good. And Owen goes, use it wisely. So they're cleared for sex again. Respect. Lexi is stressed out about, she hates keeping the secret. So she wants to tell Derek and Meredith. Um, and Callie wants Mark to tell Derek as well, because she's like, you let yourself be happy. Like, don't, this is a stupid reason like to not do this. Which I feel like there's just more to it than that. Um, I see both sides. Um, so Well, right before that, we get the scene where he's like, I can't do that to Derek. Because when he proposes, Lexi yeah. will be his sister. And I can't fuck another one of his sisters. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible backstory. Yeah. like In such a short sentence. It's... He's fucked his wife and his sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's his yep. best friend. Uh, I have mixed Poor feelings Marky. on Mark sometimes. I love him so much. He's a victim of his own hotness, like me. Uh, so true. Except for the you part. We're oh. all a victim of Mark Sloan's hotness in the best way. 
Um, he looked a little so, bit thin in this episode. He's so fucking attractive. No, like he looked like anemic. <laughs> like he needed a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, well, he hasn't been having sex, so he's probably just oh, so sad. Lost all that um, muscle mass. So yeah, he Lexi wants to tell everyone and I like the speech to him at the end when she's like, I have it. I have the actual speech. We wait, Lexi to Mark or Bailey to Mark? Yeah. Callie to Lexi Mark. Lexi to Mark and then Mark to Derek. Do you have the Lexi one? I don't want to keep secrets. I've been keeping secrets all day about surgeries and rings and you and that secret. The you secret is giving me high blood pressure and I don't want that secret. We're having a relationship. And if we are, if we're in a relationship, then I need to be in it in front of my sister and in front of Derek Shepard. If we can't do that, then I can't do this. And she leaves. Yeah, I did not have that written down. Okay. And then Derek is setting up for the proposal and... I do have Mark that one. Helping him, I do which have is that one. So already. cute. It's so cute that Mark is helping him set up to propose. Um, because it makes me think, I'm like, oh, I wonder if he did that with Addison. Like if he helped Derek propose to Addison. Um, Maybe. Mm-hmm. Cliches are cliche for a reason because they worked. It's great, isn't it? When you feel so strongly for someone and it's not just about the sex and Derek laughs and Mark goes, no, it's true. And, Derek what a dick, by the way. Talk like that. Derek was a like what a dick thing. Well, I mean, as you know, I hate Derek. You know, I love to shit on him, but like what he knows about Mark, that's like would never cross his mind that Mark would ever like have feelings for a person. Not named Derek Shepard. So I don't know. I kind of understand like where it would catch him off guard. Mark also like why Mark would try and tell him in that moment is beyond me. Like that's a, that's not the time, Mark. I love you. Um, not the time. Well, like, this he does is just about Derek and Meredith. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't no, say but anything. He, that's which, what he was leading up to. Right. And I'm glad he didn't. You're right. But then he like leaves and he says, congratulations. And then Derek's just like, yeah, thanks. Bye. Yeah. And then fucking, we get the phone call. Mm-hmm. We get the fucking phone call from Queen Addison. Yep. I wrote at the... Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say something that's in the wrong storyline, so... Well, he... So that, for whatever reason, makes him decide to pick up everything because Meredith goes to walk in the room when she gets home from work... And nothing is there. Although when she walked in, I literally wrote, I was like, she, he, there's no way he got all those pedals. Something she's like, she's going to find something. And then she <laughs> found a fucking pedal. And then, you know what I wrote? I said, Derek, you should have fucking hired Jake Ballard, Huck Quinn and Charlie to come clean that room. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Uh, kind of get that cleanup crew in there, man. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so Mark and Lexi, Oh, and I love the moment where Lexi asks Callie, do you think he'll tell him? And and Callie says, if he's not an idiot. And then she goes and cries in the bathroom. And that's when we get the Arizona Callie scene. Tell me all your feelings. As soon as Arizona watched, watched Callie get up and walk away, I said, she's into her and they're going to fuck is what I said. Yes, because two episodes ago, you said she was into Alex. So 
Arizona. I was, yeah, I was waiting to see how long it was going to take you to figure out that she is, in fact, not into Alex. You can still be into Alex and be into Callie. That's true, but she's not. No, no. Yeah, yeah, she's not. She's definitely into into Callie. Uh, I so as soon as as soon as she got up and was sad and walked away, and she gave her the eyes, and she kind of like went back to her her drink. I was like, no, she's she's into this. Like it's it's gonna go down. She's gonna go in that bathroom and say some shit. And then she did. She went in there and said some shit. And she's like, you're incredible. And people talk about you. And people like you. And also. The talk is good. The talk the talk is good. Like, I, I've heard about you. Your name comes up in my search history at work. And it is flattering. And then she's like, when you figure out whatever you're needing to figure out, the line of people who are going to want to be into you. There's going to be some names. And she's like, who possibly would that be? Gives her a kiss and she goes, you'll figure it out. And fucking walks away. Hot, mm-hmm. sexual. Feeling you'll it. Know. Into it. You'll know. I love that they're not just letting her go back to like the celibate thing. Like Callie was like, I'm celibate. Woe is me. I need to figure shit out. Blah, 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 blah. If you're celibate, fine. But like, you're not, you're just sad. (laughs) It's okay. She she is celibate currently. Right now in this moment, I'm also celibate. Okay. That's not, no. (laughs) Right. We're saying the same thing. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't I <laughs> I can't talk to you. Um it's not matter. It doesn't matter. Um Callie is having a hard time and that's what matters. Yes, that is what matters. And we feel for her and we are team we Callie. Do. Um love Arizona. Love cheerleader Arizona. She's given Bailey the pep talk, she's given Callie the pep talk, she's given Callie the kisses. We love it. We love to see it. Love to see it. Um, also, her hair game is on fire. Yeah, I love that too. Truly, very attractive. Um, <clears throat> okay, so sex couple, sex couple. What was in his butt? This bottle of wine. Truly, what was in his butt? Because when they pull it out in the surgery and they drop it in the metal pan, it is a metal on metal clay. It's a it's a thump. It, it's and you know what? Girthy. Maybe it's a butt plug. It could be a butt plug. They make metal butt plugs. That's to true. my to my understanding, I I cannot speak from experience on this because I do not know. I don't think you start for the first time with a metal one. I wouldn't know. Also, they all assume that it's in the wife's butt. So what would it be this specifically that you would only assume is in a woman's butt? You know, it's just like a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're not here to kink shame. Before we talk about this, we are going to say we are not here to kink. Oh, no, no. I have, I, there was an episode for our old podcast called dude thoughts. (laughs) And one day Kelsey and I did an episode that was a deep dive into army hammer now, let's go ahead and remove that because it ended up with 
me on Reddit searching BDSM and learning a lot. I told him not to do that. She said explicitly, Carmen, you should do this. This would make great content. Please don't open that. I said, don't open it. But what I'm saying is there was a lot of stuff that I saw in there that I don't understand. But if it gets you off and it's consensual, do it. Is my main message. So we are not going to kink shame. In fact, we are pro sex. I read the blog post and they did not say what was in his butt. So wasted. It's simply a mystery. I don't want to know exactly what was in his butt, but what was what did they use to make the noise in this episode? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. So they came in, obviously, they're like, they don't want to talk to the intern and they don't want to talk to Alex. And then the chief comes up and they're like, we need to talk to a grown up. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Well, I got real nervous for a second because it was a black man who was oh, first yeah, you up. Thought they were going to be racist. And I was like, oh, man, they're racist. And as soon as they turned on Alex, I was like, oh. They're decent people. <laughs> they, 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 just hate young, they just hate young people. <laughs> They're ageist. <laughs> I would rather someone hate young people than hate black people, honestly. Like, if I could That's pick... That's fair. Like, oh, goodness. Just don't be a um, racist. Please. Um, and so, yeah, they, uh, they show the magazine. They're like, this is what we did. And, and Weber's like, why don't you have a seat? And he's like, I think I'll stand. Yeah. Well, all um, the all the interns are laughing, and they're like just sitting there. They're like, I mean, it's they're not even trying to be secretive. No. Um. So they have to do this surgery where they go in and like remove it with like a scope or whatever. I don't even know what. Um. And then afterwards, it's the intern Alex and the Weber scrubbing out, and they just all like have a little laughing fit together. Delightful. But I do like the moment in the surgery where. Weber's like, you know what? You tried like props to you for trying. Cause like a lot of people don't like, I think if you're in the place where you're trying, then you're probably already in a good place in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like to keep um, the spark alive sexually is what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Um, so. Well, yeah, they he seem said like a, a happy couple. Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't seem like they're pounding on the doorstep of the, the divorce the divorce, you know, train, you know, but yeah, they're, when when they're sitting there scrubbing out and so Weber had said something like, you know, you're bending over backwards to make your relationship work, something like that. And Alex just goes bending over, bending over backwards and then Weber dies laughing. And it yeah. it was like this weird moment where the other guy who is on the other side, he, Weber like pressures him into laughing and then they're all <laughs> laughing together. <laughs> yeah. But it is funny. I'm glad that you at Weber is and when he's just great. I like Weber. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not perfect. He's not flawless. But yeah. when he found out that Derek was going to propose, he got so happy too. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, just good guy. Good guy Weber. Yeah. Yeah, and uh that's kind of paralleled though with the Christina reading the journal. Also when Meredith gives Christina the journal and she's like, I need you to read pre-read this one because my mother had an affair with the chief. And Christina's like, oh, she had an affair with her chief. And she's like, no, no, our chief. And I'm like, how did Christina not already know this? I was also confused by that. At this point, that's wild. It seems out of character for that 
of yeah. all things to not because of the suicide thing with the mom. Like Christina knows yeah. about the suicide attempt with her mom, but like I mean, well, right? That Christina knows I about don't that. I think so. Oh man, there was a lot that was talked about in Sorry, therapy I that I don't. Microphone. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I. That's a good. I. I didn't even think about that until in this exact moment. You were like, "Oh, yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it?" That she didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, so Christina's pre-reading that, and then, um, you know, Weber's all excited that Derek gets to propose, and he's like, "How you got to do a grand gesture?" And Derek's like, oh, "I don't know if that's like really her thing because Christina just told him that it's not." And, He's like, oh, it's, you know, it's the opening pitch for your marriage. It sets the tone. I'm like, well, I think it varies. You do not have to do a grand gesture. Like, I think it varies person to person. It's kind of surprising to me between the two of us that your proposal was very private and mine was very public. Because Michael is such an introvert and you and Jessica are both very extroverted. Well, when I was like putting the sprinkle in and I was gauging to see what I wanted to do, she said that she didn't want a lot of people around. And oh, I okay. also don't care. I, I am very romantic in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I have never dreamed of having a big proposal. Yeah. Like that's not something that I yearned for. And I know if you go to that scene with Mark and Derek where it's the cliche, like they're cliches for yeah. a reason. I've never desired that. I enjoy being able to give my wife flowers because it's romantic. But I don't want to sit there and go buy enough flowers for the entire room to be filled. Yeah. You know? So I mean, I definitely I get what you're saying person though, to person the, and you don't have to no. do anything big. The I mean, I was very clear to Michael beforehand. I was like you do not need to do this. Like uh, it does not have to be a spectacle. Like I don't want it to be something that you're like freaking out about. Um, I mean, obviously I think everybody's going to freak out about it cause it's a big deal. But like, I was like, I don't want you to also be freaking out about it because you're doing it in front of people. But because we got engaged on a cruise, he was like, well, I just feel like I'm going to do it. I mean, he didn't say that, but I think part of it was like, if we do it in front of people, They'll give us free things. And they did. So <laughs> it win, okay. win. Now, um, the extrovert in us, <laughs> we're not afraid to tell every person that we met in California that we just got engaged. Also, when we were in Europe and we told every single person we met we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. We did get quite a bit of free stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah, that so. sweet guy who did the double decker bus tour and he was just like really animated and then it started raining. Yeah, he was good times. And then um, oh, when we went to the hotel in Paris and they had put rose petal hearts oh, on both yeah. the beds. That was nice, too. Remember when we took turns having sex in Italy? All right. This is Patreon. <laughs> this is paywall content. <laughs> this is a paywall content. 18 and up. Yeah. Well, um, now you got to go to Patreon to hear how we had sex. Um, okay. Position well, we 15 didn't. and 16. Um, no, not you. And so me. anyways, so I think it was cute that Richard was, I mean, we don't know a lot about Richard as a personal side other than the whole affair with Ellis. We just know he's been married to Adele for a billion years and then he almost got divorced and then he didn't, but then is he, we don't know what's happening anymore. Um, and so yeah, we don't know much about him. Apparently he's a big yeah. grand gesture guy. Well, when he's but giving, he is very excited about it. 
He's given the advice and he's like, well, you need a live musician. You need a rowboat. Skywriting is is not not out of the question. (laughs) The thing that I wanted to be like is Weber, where is your wife? Your gesture didn't work. Let Derek do whatever he wants. But he's so excited. He's so excited, though. And I get it. I love love. I get so excited to go to weddings and I love seeing weddings. Nothing gets me more jazzed up in the heart and the pants when I watch two people give each other their vows. And they say I do and you can kiss the bride and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, my heart and my penis are erect." It's just I love I have, that. I, I have love a heart that. on bride and groom exit from or groom and groom or bride and bride i love yes. the new couple exit from yes. the ceremony because oh. everyone's just so excited and smiley because they're like yay we did it now we get to go do the fun party part yeah or like the re-entrance when it's just like ah oh, you're just high-fiving and fist bumping as you're walking up the aisle to take your seat at the throne at the head of the room oh mm-hmm. it's just good times i would get so proud i would have our wedding again that was a good day yeah do you uh, want to have the same acoustic guitar player and you know, yeah. Okay. I'll call in a couple favors and see if they they're they're available. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, remember when you were convinced you needed to be mic'd, and I was like, I cannot express to you how small this room is. <laughs> I was I prepared was right. to bring my you electric guitar too. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit bummed that uh, that I didn't mic you at my wedding. Uh, actually, no. Never mind. I was gonna say something, but it was gonna be wrong. I was going to say I'm bummed because the next wedding they're at is going to be the first time in our friendship cult that I wasn't involved in a wedding, but Lauren broke that streak. <laughs> mm. Well, I was in that one. Remember when Jessica... <laughs> what did She's she say? So deaf. What did she say? She said that something was about sexual. Se- oh, yeah, that was sexual. And we heard oh. it. I think everyone yes. heard it. Everyone heard it. You were in the back row. And I everyone heard it. heard it. Yeah, everyone heard it. <laughs> she thought she was whispering. Okay, Derek and Meredith and Jen and Rob. So Derek and Meredith are, um, you know, Derek is acting weird because he's... Wait, pause. I want to backtrack one scene. When, okay. when Weber is telling Derek all the things that he should go out of his way to do, all the big triumphant things he should do and then meredith walks up and then Derek and they're like oh 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 and then Derek goes not if you want a partial hematoma and they all just die laughing <laughs> yeah that's after mark tells everybody yeah everyone for no reason anyways i just i needed a that was like actually my favorite scene in the whole episode today so continue go on uh um so yes mark Sorry, not Mark. Um, Derek is acting weird to Meredith because, well, at first he's like, oh, I have, you know, I have the ring, but I don't know if she's ready. I have to wait. And then Meredith makes like the offhand comment about how they're going to have cute babies. And so Derek's like, oh, shit, she's fucking ready. And so it, but it catches him off guard. So then he starts acting weird because um, he's going to propose and men always act weird before they propose. It's like a rule or something. And then. uh. So Meredith is like, oh, I like he doesn't actually want to have babies with me because I have crappy DNA. And then also because he is having 
like he's cutting off all those conversations because he's talking about the proposal. So she's like, thinks he's shit talking her, I guess, to everybody that he's ever been around. And he's like being really snippy with her. And so she's freaking out. Um, so it's like a whole episode of miscommunication, like classic bits of <laughs> classic, so funny, typical uh, and then, Derek and Meredith. <laughs> truly can't communicate for shit. Um, and then Jen is the pregnant lady who accidentally kind of ran over her husband because she left the car in park or not in, she didn't put the car in park. She left it in drive. So she comes in with her husband who has like a dislocated shoulder and she passes out because her blood pressure is through the roof. As um, one is when you run over your spouse. <laughs> your blood pressure is supposed to be 120 over 80 and hers was like 160 over 102. Like that's bad. <laughs> um, so especially if you're pregnant. So they're trying to, she passes out. They're trying to get her blood pressure down. They do. An, they do something. When they go to take him to a sur- oh, when they go to take him to surgery and they're they like, get her those cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, she's freaking out. Lexi's supposed to stay with her to keep her calm. Gets her the cheeseburger. She has a seizure because Lexi, oh, Lexi's lying to her about, the fact that Rob's surgery is going fine because it's actually going something bad happened and she lies about it. And um, then Jen has the seizure. And so then Derek comes and they're like, Oh, take her for an MRI, but she sees the ring. And so he has to be weird to Meredith then. And then she gets all excited about the Ooh, ring. What's that? Like, she's like, do it here. Like, why would you propose in the what it, does she want her to, to propose in the patient room, like in front of her? She's a stranger. Like, I don't understand. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Christine had said it best. Who are you? Yeah. Also, I am um, when Derek and Christina are talking and he's like, I don't know how to do it. And Christina says, don't do a grand gesture. Like she's not a grand gesture person. He's like, well, she built the house of candles. And Christina says, well, she built it for you because you like grand gestures, which I think is a good point. Yes. Someone who does the grand gesture is not, does not mean that they want the grand gesture. Yeah, exactly. So I know what that reminds me of goes to show that Christina knows the friendship. What there, there was this, uh, I was working at a company and they were, it was like a sexual harassment video that I was watching. And it was like, and speaking of cheeseburgers, it was something like if, Leslie tells you that she wants some of your hamburger or cheeseburger today. It does not mean that every time you have a cheeseburger, she wants a cheeseburger bite. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a bad metaphor. I think you guys, you're a multi-million a dollar metaphor. company. You we can, can also can just better. say like, just because someone hits on you doesn't mean they want to have sex with you every time. Right. Or if you have sex with that person one time, it doesn't mean that they want to have sex with you every time. Correct. It could be a one-night thing or a one-time thing. No matter what, even if you're married. Yeah, even if you're married. So just treat people with respect. Yeah, again. Respect boundaries. Consensual. Consensual (laughs) sex is the best kind of sex. Oh, also important. When Derek tells Mark he's going to propose and then Mark immediately tells Weber and then immediately tells Hunt because I was like, dude, Mark, I love you, but like, shut the fuck up. Um, 
And then Derek says, don't tell anyone else. I thought I could trust you. And you like see Mark's face fall. And he's like, of course you can trust me. He like immediately feels guilty. Yeah. For lying about everything. So it's just interesting that that's like paralleled to the Derek and Meredith situation. Um, so anyways, Jen's freaking out. They have to do surgery. She has a brain aneurysm. Um, unresolved storyline. So. Yay. Yeah. Well, then there's that end scene where she's like, well, yeah, we had to do all this because of the, the complications of your husband's surgery. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This bitch <laughs> said. You're what? This bitch said I'm good and my husband's good. And you just told me that there's a bomb in my head. So I'm not going to wait. Do this shit now. Yeah. And then we don't. Yeah, we don't get the We don't get the closure closure on that. But it is. I don't fault Lexi for. No, I don't either. Embellishing. It would have done no good. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, you can't lie about it then. Yeah, but, like, then she had a seizure. So, like, you could be like, I was telling you, but you had a seizure. You forgot about it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the episode did really make me want a cheeseburger, though. I want some White Castles real bad. I'll get a cheeseburger tomorrow. Ooh, get some Five Guys. Sonic. Ooh, yeah, get some Sonic. Uh, okay, is there anything we didn't talk about that we need to discuss? Let me see here. I feel like we got it all. We kind of jumped around. This episode was wild. Sorry, guys, we're... It's late. <laughs> Addison's coming back. Obviously, we have to prep Obviously. for that. Obviously. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, when... The the interns are out by the patient with the stuff in his butt, and he's and Alex goes up to him and like, guys, the patient can see you. Enough of the wisecracks, and the one goes cracks, <laughs> raffle copter. My God, raffle copter, <laughs> raffle copter. And then Weber goes up to him and he's like, guys, let me show you how the fuck to be professional. And then the guy's like, so you'll get it out. And then Weber's like, oh, we'll get it out. I just want to know what it is. <laughs> so badly. Yeah. So I, the only other things. <laughs> Yawn. Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, in the beginning, when when Meredith and Christina are talking, and so the, the fighting storyline is done, and Meredith goes, "Oh, you had the dirty, dirty sex with with Hunt," and she's like, "No, it wasn't dirty sex. It's just like dirty thoughts, uh, dirty eyeballs, dirty eyeballs." So, and yeah, that's all I got. That's it's good. It's good. 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 The back yeah. of that neck is ridiculous. Okay, let's rate it and then predict so many things. All right. I'm going to go first because I know we're running out of time. This episode is a 3.5. It's okay. Yeah, mine was 3.7. Yeah. It's good. It's obviously setting shit up. Um, you know, stuff I like. Not much I didn't like. Um, just But, you know, just like it's an episode of Grace. It's good I, stuff. It's fine. 
I'm a little bummed because you're, we're coming off such a hot streak of really great episodes. Like we had a five yeah. just like two or three weeks ago. We had a 4.9. Mm-hmm. We had a 4.8. Like we had some really hot episodes and nothing like really crazy happened. It's setting stuff up. Obviously, the big reveal of Addison at the end of the episode was crazy. I didn't expect not only to see a phone call from Addison be what sets it up, but also the rose petal cleanup. Mm-hmm. It took two people to set it up. It There's no way one person took it down. Well, I don't think Mark was all the way out of the house. Derek was probably just like, hey, come back and help me clean this up. That's fair. <laughs> That's um, fair. So, yeah, I think what I didn't realize was that we just ended the three arc episode with William and Jackson. And we go immediately into another multi episode arc, which is like not normal for Grays. Um, and I didn't. They were re- on something special way, with season so. five, yeah. apparently. Truly. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so many predictions to be made. Um, go ahead and predict Derek and Meredith's proposal situation. No proposal will happen during the crossover event. Okay. But I think Derek is going to tell Addison that he wants to propose. Okay, so when do you think he will propose? What did I say last time? Uh, last time you said the season five finale. I think it's going to still be the season five finale. Okay. Or it's going to be the final scene of the crossover episode situation. Okay. Um, what about Christina and Owen? They're going to have sex in four episodes now. Or is it three or four episodes now? Four. I I don't want to make any predictions other than that right now because I'm really just enjoying the storyline. I'm invested. I want to know what's happening. I just want to enjoy the ride. I want to see who this lady is. I think that one of my predictions is right. I think it's someone that he knows in like a very intimate capacity. Um, obviously, someone who brings a lot of the PTSD back for him. But I don't, I don't have any other predictions for them. I'm, I'm just going to just sit back and enjoy the ride for a minute. Um, Callie in Arizona. They're going to... It's going to be a love triangle between them and Sadie. Sadie is going to throw her hat in the ring. Okay. Okay. But I think maybe the three of them will have a threesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mark and Lexi. This makes me sad to predict, but they're going to break up within before the end of the crossover event. Okay. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, I predict that George will have more lines next episode. (laughs) There you go. Uh, And then your prediction for Izzy is that she's dying. It's so. they they swip the they swap the vials of blood. Okay. Um and uh okay, so the pregnant lady with the brain aneurysm and her husband. I predict that the baby is gonna come early and luckily for us we have the world's greatest OBGYN <laughs> on staff coming to Seattle Grace or they life flight her to California, one of the two. Okay. Um, 
Oh, but the dude's going to die. The dude's going to die. Okay. Yeah. But the the wife is the baby orphaned. No. The wife is fine. The wife the is fine. Dies. Yeah. Uh, okay. So any other predictions you need to make about anybody? Oh, wait. Mm. You know what we didn't even talk about? What? Uh, when Meredith is going to say goodbye to Christina and Christina says he's planning to propose. And Meredith is like, what? And then Christina's like, Weber. Weber, like your mom thinks that Weber is going to propose, but I don't think he did. That was a that was a, a smart, smart scene for Christina to gauge yeah. Meredith's reaction. Yeah, I think I, I like the way that they played it where I think Christina was like, I'm going to say this and see how she reacts. And then I'll cover with the diary. I. I think that if Derek does propose, Meredith doesn't say yes. Okay. And then Mark Sloan and Meredith have sex. Oh. And Lexi's not there. No. <laughs> Lexi and Derek end up together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Swippity swappity. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think that was it prediction-wise. We don't have anything. Again, we have no idea what we're doing next week. So sorry. That is on us. We are actively working on figuring it out. Also, we're actively working on getting a P.O. box. Um, and a website. So, and like lots and of things. <laughs> like yeah, a so lot. We're like trying to do a lot. I'm going to be traveling on Friday for like many hours. So I won't have children with me. So I should be able to actually like accomplish something <laughs> um, whilst that time frame is happening. So hopefully something will be done at least then. And uh, also, too, I don't remember what I was going to say. So, oh, you can follow us on Instagram at Grey's Academy Pod because that's well where we will post an update uh, if anything changes about the schedule for next week. But as of right now, it's not going to be a standard Grey's episode. And then the following week, so next week being August 17th, um, we don't know. And then August 24th will be the beginning of the crossover episodes. So, Correct. Yes. But yes, you can follow uh, Grey's Academy Pod to get updates on that uh, if you don't already. And you can email us, Pod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at chaoticallykelsey or carmen.gabriel.official and just watch our general shenanigans. <clears throat> I will be with Carmen's wife this weekend in Florida. We are so excited. And anything else to say? Think no, so. nothing from me. Well, you can find our Patreon. You can play, pretty please write us a review. Um, leave us a rating. We love it so much. It makes us so happy and it helps other people find us. Just keep telling all your friends and all your families. And if you see Carmen walking down the street, remember. No spoilies. And we appreciate all the love and support. And we will see you all in the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.